Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, welcome, everybody, to um, the Motorsport issue commentary. This is for the November 2017 issue. Um, we've done a few of these um, preview or the, these commentaries so far, and the, and, the, and the aim of the game is um, for you to hopefully, if you've got the magazine in front of you, um, is to listen as we talk you through the kind of the behind the scenes elements, what, what, what went into putting this issue together. Um, and I'm joined today by Damon Cogman, who Hello. is our, our editor, uh, and Simon Aaron, our features editor. Afternoon. Hello, Simon. Hello, Damon. Hello. Um, this issue has Nicky Lauder on the cover. And not only that, we've done, uh, we've put together four collector's covers, and they each one has a different portrait of Nicky Lauder that reflects a different point in his career. Um, so, if I can remember rightly, we have, starting from the earliest part, point of his career, we have Nicky Lauder, the rookie. Nicky Lauder, um, the Brave, which obviously reflects the mid-70s era, uh, the Fighter, likewise, uh, and the Thinker, so which was the McCarran era. Um, and each portrait, Damon, if I come to you, yeah. um, we, put a, we spent a lot of time, didn't we, in, yeah. <laughs> into well, finding um, these? Covers are always a fun thing to do anyway, and when you have four of them to do, suddenly... <laughs> oh, fun, it all comes out now. <laughs> the fun multiplies by four. <laughs> Um, so yeah, you, what you, where you end up with is um, uh, a big pile of images, uh, well, metaphorical images, for uh, potentially the cover for one image. So obviously if you're trying to find uh, four of them, uh, then it kind of multiplies up. So you do end up with a very uh, sort of, you do end up with lots of, a lot of pictures to sort of push through, which yeah. is great, obviously, it's great fun. Yeah. But uh, but yes, it does make it does make it a little bit tricky, and obviously we came and also we came to the idea of the the four ages quite late in the in the schedule for this one. We had a we had brilliant plans about what we were going to do, and we we even had um, uh, the sort of the, the the sort of the lunch with that we'll I'm the sure straight we'll portrait come, kind yeah of the shot, straight yeah. portrait that we um, sort of went to all the way to uh, to Austria it was Austria it was Austria, wasn't it? Austria yeah, yeah Vienna yeah. and um, and, uh, and t- took his and took his photo in Austria, so it was. Yeah, so we had many, many options, and obviously the, the obvious thing is to put Ferraris and McLarens, and so. But then I think I think it was your fault. I think it was your idea. It's my fault. <laughs> so yeah, definitely your idea. I think I we came up, came, came up with four, yeah. four, 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 four ages of Nikki. Well, it, it came mostly about because Simon had delivered such a comprehensive lunch with, uh, and we had Bre- a breakfast with strictly speaking. Breakfast, lunch, yeah. And although, egg, although he didn't eat breakfast before I got there, but it, yeah. <laughs> And so, therefore, we had this broad, wide-reaching story, and then we started to compartmentalise it, didn't we? And so, well, yeah. we've got everything from you know from his early days, um, with you know the, the sort of the arguments he had with his family, all the way up to the, the this, well, all the way up to the present day, really. So, um, it made sense, I think. But I must admit, yeah, I do apologise for sort of, you know, <laughs> saying, right, we're not doing that now. We're doing this. No, and what we're not, not doing, that. and we're doing four of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll come to you, Simon, because I mean, it was. Uh, tell us, tell us what happened—the behind the scenes of, of pulling together an interview with Nicky Lauder, who's quite, <coughs> quite busy. <laughs> I, to be honest, it, it was—it actually ended up being reasonably straightforward. I mean, I'm lucky that I've, I've dealt with Nicky 
a few times before, and uh, we initially contacted Mercedes, his current employer, um, who said, yep, sounds like a great idea, put me in touch with his PA, and from then on it was, um, she said he wouldn't like to do lunch, he'd like to do breakfast, yep. which is fine. So flew out on a Monday afternoon to meet him for a Tuesday morning breakfast, arrived half an hour early and discovered that Nicky had already eaten his breakfast, so he didn't quite grasp the full concept of us having breakfast with him. But nonetheless, we sat and chatted while everyone else around us had breakfast. And if I can interject, the bit, the, the breakfast bit is is the best is the best bit. The the, the sort of the Nicky Louder well, breakfast. It's, oh, don't, give, don't, don't, don't give it away too much. Yeah. Yeah. Best bit of that is, um, is the yeah. I mean there is there there is um, <laughs> the reason the location in the, the hotel that we where we ate was, was chosen, what we did eventually eat, was chosen was because Nicky's been having his breakfast there since about the 14th century, he can't remember when he started going there, but he's, he's almost as, part, as much a part of the furniture as the furniture, and as we were sitting chatting, everybody just kind of acknowledged him, and I mean, you can't miss him with a bloke in a dark, being in his restaurant with a bright red hat on, um, but he was great company, very engaging, understood exactly what we needed, and just kind of switched on the dictaphone and said, right, your life, and um, a little bit of prompting for me along the way, but basically we just chatted for 90 minutes and yeah. most of it was him just telling me about his life. And uh, yeah. I first saw him race in 1972 as, a, as an 11-year-old kid. Uh, he won a Formula 2 race at, uh, surprisingly, Alton Park. And, um, Sorry, Alton Park. So I've never and, um, and, um, <laughs> you never mentioned that. <laughs> I mean, he, he absolutely walked that race. It was the first time I'd heard of him. And... From then on, I mean, throughout, throughout his time racing in, in Formula One with March, BRM and so on, I always kind of followed his progress because that mm. watching him win by 40-odd seconds in the teeming rain made such an impression on me. Mm. And, um, you know, incredible privilege to have had a chance to deal with him professionally in the motor racing paddocks of the world. And then to go and meet him for something like this was, was mm. just fabulous. I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the whole thing. I yeah. mean, I hope that comes across my piece. But yeah. I mean, I, I certainly enjoyed it. And and because no stone is left un, unturned here here at Motorsport, we have actually a I would say there's a quarter of a page image there, Damon, of of the oh. menu. What we actually yes. we, ha we have yes, we have the menu there, and I won't, to won't go into it too much. But yep. yeah, to, to the the Vina Melange, whatever that's a yeah. sausage. It's a, it's a coffee. It's a coffee. Oh, the, are you sure? What? Yes, it's a coffee. Vina is a sausage, isn't it? Vina. What? Vina means Viennese from Vienna. And a melange. Yeah. It's a that's a, it's a frothy Vienna. coffee. Right. How, so what's a Venus? It's a it's a schnitzel from, from Vienna. Vienna. Yes. Right. Okay. Right. Well, it's a it's a, it's a German lesson and uh, a Nicky Lauder interview all in one go. <laughs> and, and and I guess I've, what, what I got from this, and I, and I think it needs, I think it was an important story to tell as well, was just how flipping good he was. I mean, we talk about Nicky, the thinker. One of the one of the cover was uh, one of the four cover options was this this thinker idea. But his actual pace, like you say, winning that race by forty seconds, his his speed in the mid seventies was really something else. And it seems like we remember him more for his bravery or for his, you know, his mental, um, you know, sort of skill, his intellect. You know, guy's speed was. I had a conversation. This was several features ago when I did the Formula 2 50th anniversary piece and I spoke to people who were involved at the time and one of the team, well he was a mechanic I think at the time, you know they regard, when Nicky Lauder arrived they regarded him as a renter driver who was, whose sponsorship was basically helping to pay the cost of running Ronnie, running Ronnie Peterson yeah. and he said it only took him a couple of practice sessions to realise that, oh 
he's not a he's not <laughs> a, he's not he's not just a rented driver. He's actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and I think that's. Uh, and he's raced so much as well, doesn't he? I, I know we kind of again we don't want to give too much away, but the, the kind of the the, the the amount of different cars and uh, yeah. things he drives, things that you wouldn't expect him to uh, to well, you don't, don't recognise him for, but. Yeah, you look at page, page 61, I yeah. think, you know, that, that the opener to this story yeah. shows a number of the cars that he raced and the variety there's something else. So, yeah, you take a look at page 60 and, and you'll see that. I mean, it's, it's something I'd actually forgotten until I was chatting yeah. to him, but we were ch- he was chapping about racing a Cologne Capri. I thought, what was that? And it was, it was 74 <laughs> when he was a works Ferrari driver. And, I mean, I, I can't see Sebastian Vettel or, or Kimi Raikkonen jumping into a, you know, a Ford Focus or a yeah. Fiesta in the current climate somehow. Yeah. Although you'd probably see them both jumping into a Cologne Capri. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe. Well, certainly Seb. Certainly Seb, yeah. Right now, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Right, OK. Well, with these, these uh, issue commentary um, uh, podcasts, um, I, I've, got a, I've got a request. Would you mind, if you're listening to this and you're enjoying it, um, tell your friends. Tell your friends about the issue commentary because we're, we're quite proud of them. This idea that you can buy the issue and then you can put your headphones on and, and listen along as, as you're reading and kind of get an idea for how we produce... Uh, uh, produce the content. So tell your friends about the Motorsport Magazine podcast, and of course, um, tell them how much you enjoy it. Yes, I think you can. I think you can click likes and things as well on 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 the interweb, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's our social media expert, yes, there, exactly. Dave, uh, <laughs> correspondent. <laughs> yeah. I think you go to iTunes and definitely put it, get it up the list as well. Yeah. That's it, yeah. And, and as, as as is an opportunity for, to uh, tell readers a little bit about the way we produce the magazine, can I also just point out to the mate of mine I bumped into on the train this morning, who's a subscriber. And the first thing he said to me was, why have they taken your column out of the magazine? And I had to, he had a copy with him, and I was able to sort of direct him to, you know, 30 pages to the left. <laughs> you had one with him. What, are you walking around with them now? He was about to catch a flight, and he, had, he, was, he was going to be reading material. It was this issue. He was going to read it yeah. on the plane. But he was a bit disappointed to see my column had been taken out of the last issue. I pointed out to him that actually it's just yeah. 30 pages, 40 pages to the left of where it was. The same applies to the readers who've written and complaining. Doug Nye's not in there anymore. He is. He's just there. It's just still there. It's just a, been... it's a slight jigsaw puzzle, but it's all still there. Yeah, I think it. Would t- I mean, this is the second issue of the the refresh. We talked we talked about it in, in last month's um, preview. And yes, we have um, rearranged uh, some of the, the the pacing and the format of the title. But Simon is very much there. <laughs> Doug is very much there. And yeah, we've had a few letters saying I can't find them, and I think there's even a rumour going around that didn't, didn't, uh, possibly someone has decided they wanted to um, re-flat plan it and cut pages out. Simon, well, this, you, sh- yeah, should we uh, tell this story? Um, <laughs> do, you, do you want to know where I was when I heard this story? I, can, I, can you guess? It does begin with O. It does begin with O. I was at uh, a Gold Cup weekend, I think it was at Alton Park, and uh, a long-standing reader came up to me and said that uh, he liked some of the stuff we'd done, wasn't sure about other bits, and we had a chat about it. I told him he was wrong, obviously. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. And uh, no, no, he was generally, he was generally positive. Good, good. But he said that one of his friends still liked the content, but felt that we'd moved things into the wrong places, and apparently had gone through with a kitchen knife or a scalpel or something, and had been cutting pages out and putting them back in the order he wanted them. Although how he, how he can do that and maintain the running flow of, a, of a, an eight-page feature, I'm not it's quite sure. Advanced flat planning, <laughs> that is. Yeah, so I, whether he's had to sort of since reshuffle it. I think he's just invented his yeah. own genre as well. I don't yeah. think you can actually even do that in the real world. So I think, yeah, if we can, if we can invent a technology that could, where you can do that. Like I'd, I'd, my recommendation would be to sort of you know, ride with us for a couple of months. You'll get, yeah. you, you will get, you'll used, get used, to to new, used to the new running order. Oh, good. I mean, I'm glad that he 
that he didn't just throw nice it in the bin. Cares. You know, yeah, nice that he cared. He wanted to put it back into an order that he was familiar with. So, um, yeah. So the second issue of the of the refresh, um, we've we've made a few sort of tweaks here and there. We've listened to um, some of the feedback on on some of the areas, and I, and I think actually probably over the next couple of issues or so, um, we'll continue just to just to sort of tweak and improve, but. Hopefully, the, 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 you, you can see what we were trying to do, bigger, bolder pictures, more content, um, the new features at the back end, including Garage Easter, which follows a Jordan F1 car as it's being restored, a wonderful our first uh, sprint that's also being restored and will be racing, um, and then some lunatic who's um, attempting to, to race an MGB, um, <laughs> which uh, I won't talk about my uh, victory in the... Um, oh, I this again. All week in the office. Simon, you want me to tell you the full? No, no okay. we'd love to hear more. Yeah. No, I, I, I won't. It wasn't an old part, not interested. No, exactly. And exactly. we won't talk about the uh, being brought before the uh, stewards' inquiry. Either, but <laughs> Twice. We'll, we'll carry on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm getting a bit of a reputation. I didn't know that I. It's all well, about it. Well, you know, yes, I did overtake before the safety car line. I, I did, but it was 0.12 of a second, you know. And then the other one, and then the one after that. Was Jack's anyway? <laughs> shall we move on? <laughs> yes, shall we? <laughs> okay, well, let's go into well, let's talk about somebody who is actually a very good uh, racing driver um, and annoyingly a very good writer as well. Let's talk about um, Dickie Meaden's uh, quite astonishing victory in the St Mary's Trophy at the Goodwood Revival. Oh my god, what a race! Wasn't it something else? <laughs> it was, I, I, I wasn't there this year, but I, saw, I caught up with subsequently on um, one of the various. Miracle channels on the on the web, and uh, yeah, I mean, hell of a race to watch. Um, yeah. To he and Mike Jordan, both properly competitive drivers. But the, the great thing about it for me was um, it wasn't just the fact it was so close; it's so clean. Yeah. I mean, you look at the way the current BTCC uh, mm. is sometimes, and you know, it's you've got thirty cars covered by eight tenths of a second or something, all driven by very competitive people. There will be contact, but occasionally. But some of it, I feel, is unnecessary. Yeah, all but some. Yeah. Uh, but something like something like that. I mean, that was every bit as close, probably closer than yeah. the current BTCC is in cars that don't have as much grip, that aren't as easy to control, and yet, despite racing, you know, half a cigarette paper apart for almost the entire distance, mm. and both sideways over curbs, and but they never touched each other, never tried to touch each other, never looked like touching each other. Yeah. And that was just, that was just that was brilliant. It was, it, was it was, and there was also two A40s as well, wasn't there? It was Rob Huff and, I forget who was in the other car now. Yeah. They were racing, they, they, they were never Well, the, the, the Jags yeah. were just, be, the yeah, Jags yeah. just, yeah. just behind. So never separated were, by more than four. Because the A40 and the Alpha was occasionally mm-hmm. slowing each other up yeah. because they were racing so closely. The two Jags behind kept getting into the mix, and yeah. then there was traffic. And no, I just thought it was a great spectacle, oh, it was, and it was, it was great fabulous. credit to Dickie that, um, yeah. having recovered from a 104 mile an hour sideways moment through Ford Water, yeah. although what he was doing getting sideways through Ford Water, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It should, off, be, should be easy. Get flat. off the curb, I think, Dickie. I think he saw a photographer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it wasn't me. Um, <laughs> no, it was. I was. I mean, I was there. Um, I, uh, he, he and I had, um, and, a, and a few other people had, had you know, had a, a few. Uh, Good beers the night before, as you do. It's a, it's an enjoyable evening, and and but then he sort of uh, quite early. I thought he was like, no, I'm going to have water now. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> hang on a minute. <laughs> I'm going to carry on if you're not. <laughs> um, but he still was stayed out and had a good time. And then um, when I saw him the next day in the uh, in the assembly area, he was looking. Um, I mean, he always looks a little bit nervous before the race, and he would admit it himself. Uh, and the owner was there, who I met, who uh, Jeff Jeff, Jeff Gordon. Gordon. Um, yeah. 
Not that one. Not, yeah. <laughs> Not that one, yeah. <laughs> the guy, he also owns the, the alpha that we, uh, we write about in uh, Garage Easter, uh, in, in the back of the magazine. And he was looking excited, and everyone was having a good laugh and a joke in the assembly area. And then, um, and then off they went. And I, I honestly don't think I've seen a, a better race in any category for a long, long, long time. Yeah, I mean, as definitely. you say, the fact that it was the whole race and they were never more than, you know, a, a car length apart and most of the time it was yeah. a cigarette yeah. paper apart. And of course, um, we're a little bit biased, so we were cheering for Dick, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And this, this is the only place you'll read this, this story and um, if you go onto the um, website, motorsportmagazine.com, you'll also see some onboard footage of, of um, the, the moment. Um, yes, which, the moment, yeah. Yeah, the save of the season. Um, that long moment when there's no more lock left, which is on page 83 in the magazine, but you can also see it on our, on our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, or on motorsportmagazine.com. Mm. Um, actually, while I'm, while I'm at the plugs, uh, Barnes & Noble. Uh, Barnes & Noble in the States, that's where, it's a great place to get your copy of Motorsport. Um, so please uh, please check it out. And they also um, use some of our videos on their Facebook channel as well. So, so take a look at that. Um, so the next story, um, The Hunt for the Missing Pieces, page 86. Now, which, which missing pieces are, are these, Simon? What's the... Uh, What's missing there? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's just a, that, 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 I think that's just a bit of graphic art, isn't it? Graphic Damon, then over here. Quite yeah, possibly yeah. might be. Yeah, some I mean, of the, I mean the, dri- the, dri- the driver usually a plug and play component yes. seems to have been jigsawed out of the. Um, <laughs> of the it's not phrase you hear that often, is it? Really jigsawed out. <laughs> I'm not even sure it's a verb, but it is now. <laughs> I think we can now. I'll read the stand first. Between separate phases of Renault ownership, the Enstone Formula One factory lost many key assets. The former champion knows it will take time to get back on terms with Mercedes and Ferrari but it is prepared to be patient um, there, a sense that I don't, I don't know about you Simon but I, I, I feel that Renault will be right up there within the next 18 months or so yeah it's, if you look at in recent times I mean you know, Ferrari's been kind of omnipresent at the front but Mercedes came in in 2010 and it took a regulation change won races 2013 but um, it took a regulation change and a shift and having been in the category for three or four seasons to become as effective as it has become Red Bull came in in 2005 was a race winner in 2009 it's that's you know four or five years seems to be generally for a a new new enterprise yeah um, the kind of um, the kind of time it takes uh, but by and large obviously Renault's not a new thing but Enstone had been stripped of so many assets. I mean, you look at the people who've left there over time. Yeah. I mean, Bob Bell's yeah. back there now, but yeah. Pat Simmons and um, James yeah. Allison. And each time one of them went, it was like it was like a Russian doll almost. Yes. Be, there'd be another equally capable technical director, yeah. uh, but waiting to step in there. But it had been under the previous regime. It had been paired right back to the yeah. bare bones, and you know it. it Clearly, it's going to take time to get back to where it was in the mid two thousands as a mm. back to back world champion. But it, was always, it was always a risk, wasn't there? Well, there was a risk for a while that Renault would would uh, almost disappear from real front line motorsport com- completely, um, and uh, and that would have been very sad because alongside. Porsche. I don't think any other manufacturer is this is committed to racing. No. Uh, you know, if you go all the way down to Clio Cup into the rally cars that they. If you they go back to the 1906 form, French Grand Prix. <laughs> the, that, that, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that they compete in Formula E and Formula One. 
mm. you know, and actually a lot of manufacturers are, d are doing an, e an either or at the moment. You know, I think uh, I think it should be applauded that, mm. that they are. Well, and they've still got. I mean, the two-liter Formula Renault is still yep. generally across Europe is the it's the main kind of post national level single-seater series that yep. the guys go to uh, when they want to start competing overseas yep. and as you say they, they support um, club racing through the Clio Cup, they're introducing mm -hmm. a Clio Junior thing this year yep. which has been a slow starter but it is gradually sort of building up steam yep. um, and, they've, and they've been around, I mean coincidence but the first Grand Prix I particularly attended was the 77 British Grand Prix which was also Renault's first Grand Prix so I've kind of got a, I've always Sorry, kind of that, you were there in 1906 when was it? <laughs> <laughs> something like that if I can just make it it was at Silverstone not at the, Sorry, not, not oh, the right, other place so. not at the other Sorry, place being Amazon. in the day oh, you've been to two circuits yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was in 1906 <laughs> I think it was near 102 actually right. but anyway they'd, um, yeah I've always felt a bit of a connection yeah. with Renault because they've always done things as well I mean they were the they were the pioneers with the turbo. They were the ones who made. I know Honda came out with the V10 at the same time, but mm -hmm. Renault were the ones who kind of Bossed really, made, yeah, yeah, really made that one work. And then when they came back in, they had the weird 111 degree mm. V8. Didn't work, so mm. they went and did some. But they've always been a company that have you know, tried different things. Yeah, and yeah. I've always, I've always liked that. And it always it filters down to the road cars, doesn't it? I mean, their 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 sort of spirit and their essence kind of it's, it shows in all their kind of little. Are you going to start talking about van times and vel no, not well, not, not if, you, if you want me to. Or, but <laughs> no, maybe not. No. They, were, they were never sporting. <laughs> no, not so much, no, but no Renault Sport. For, yeah, for Renault sure. Sport, yeah, I mean, you cars, can yeah. you can drive a Renault Sport car. It's going to sound completely bizarre. Blindfold, you know. You know what I mean. You can mm. you can sense a Renault Sport car just from the way it makes you know you, you, the way you, you feel the car. So, um, and I'm sure that just comes down from or top down from from people who just love motor racing mm. and, and, and enjoy being around racing. Yeah. You know. So and they've always been they've always been a friendly team, haven't they? They've always been that sort of had a had a sort of friendly face to them, haven't they? They've always yeah, absolutely. Sort of in, the, yeah. In, the, in the in the spirit of um, kind of most racing as it kind of should be, I guess. So I've got a. Um, uh, so ten quid, guys. I want, I want you to bet who's gonna <laughs> who's gonna finish next year's championship with the most points: Science or the Hulk? Hulkenberg. Oh. David's <laughs> <laughs> okay, struggling over yeah. the ten pound thing. What? <laughs> Hang on, it's another ten pounds. I'm going to lose again, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Got history of this. Um, if I say Science, does that? That's going basically. No, I, I'm a big fan of Science. I think he's a good racer. And uh, he's 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 cut from the same cloth as that as his uh, as his compatriot Fernando. I think he's sort mm -hmm. of he's, he may not have that ultimate pace, but I think he's 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 got that kind of fire in his belly, and I kind of like that about him. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I think the best is yet to come with Carlos. I think we we haven't seen the best of him yet. I think that's Damon's way of saying science. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the ten pin, ten quid down the road, right? <laughs> I, I like I, same as you. I like the way science goes about it. Yeah. I don't mind that he has the odd, you know, spin and yeah. dink and crash and stuff because he's, he's he's always he's a proper trier. But yeah. I think Hulk is. I think he's been criminally sort mm -hmm. of underestimated and recognised for for too sure. long in his career. You know, and he's 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 as far as I'm concerned, he's in the very top flight. You know, yeah, so I mean, it's, it's made kind of make or, it's kind of make or break for him now, isn't it? Because he's been around a yeah. while now, so he, this is his this is his chance really. As a fact, full factory team, he's going to yeah. have a brand new car at his disposal teams built around him um, I think yeah I think he's, it's time to deliver for the Hulk so hopefully he will we all want him to do well we all want him to win let's um, go yeah, yeah I, mean, I, just, I, mean, I, um, I mean I did answer the question with one word initially but I just some of the stuff I've seen from uh, Hulkenberg over the years 
junior categories as well mm. as F1. Um, I just think there is definitely something there. And it's Brazil 2012 sticks in my mind. I was is that the poll? Um, no, that was 2010. Well, Brazil 2012 was when um, it started to drizzle and Jensen Button and Hulk were the only two who stayed out mm. on slicks in the drizzle mm. and as a result of which they were about 50 seconds and they both, I mean, they all, it was all went in for wets, came out, discovered it wasn't such a good idea after all and mm. you know, meanwhile Hulk and Button, then, Button yeah. was just calmly, and, and, and he was very close to Jensen who's brilliant in those conditions. Mm. Um, and that, yeah, we haven't seen enough of that perhaps, but it was a snapshot of what he can do. Yeah, and um, I'm yep. sure that once Renault is firing on all cylinders, uh, we'll see more of that. Yeah, so let's go from one extreme to another. Actually, this uh, <laughs> this is this is fantastic. Yeah. If I could actually just add just one thing, selecting reverse very briefly, when we talked about the louder thing, um, we didn't mention, and I think we should. Go on. Uh, Morris Hamilton. Yep. To complement my lunch, Morris did a kind of a very experienced writer, Morris, great guy and he did a lovely kind of overview of Nicky the man, what makes him tick, looking at Nicky the person, um, some of his racing stuff, some of his business stuff. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I was chuffed a bit that he, Morris agreed to write it and I was even more chuffed when I saw what he'd written because yeah. I think it's a lovely, lovely analysis yeah. of, of Nicky the guy. Yeah, absolutely. That's on page 73, Morris, uh, story from Morris. Um, and actually Damon, a, a big pat on the back for you. I think the layout, design and layout of, of, of the... Not very much. Well, actually, the, the whole issue, but I, I yeah. love the inside line, Nicky Lauder um, mm. design layout and the, the, the sort of nod to his crash helmet <laughs> in the, in the, in the on-page graphic, I think, is, yeah. is nicely done. Thank so. you very much. Um, okay, so the, the one extreme to the other I, I, I mentioned, yes, European truck racing. This is the photo essay in the issue, and we sent out... Um, uh, our staff photographer Lyndon, who's can't uh, be with us today. Can't be with us today. <laughs> he's, uh, where he's is he? In, he's in Barbados. And what's he doing in Barbados? Truck he's, racing. He's <laughs> watching more truck racing. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, at the Bahamas Speed, Speed Week, Week or something. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. As I think it's called. But I'm sure he'll. I'm sure he'll hear more. We will hear more about it in the next. Uh, in the next in podcast, but uh, and there'll yes. be a, no doubt there'll be a fantastic photo essay as well. From, yeah, uh, from the from God, the speed week. So yeah. If he but ever comes back, yes. Is, so, but, um, but yes, to this issue where he was um, in somewhere a little bit less. Uh, uh, well, Medi uh, not Mediterranean, that's not the right word. Caribbean, that's the one, isn't it? <laughs> that's the one, the other yeah, one. Yeah, past the map, David. What's the other scene? <laughs> it's a lot less Caribbean because it's landlocked. Yeah. <laughs> Hungary. <laughs> yeah. I can see your confusion, yeah. David. It's <laughs> Hungary, Barbados. It's almost yeah. literally nothing like each other. <laughs> Heavy metal thunder, this story. I, I, I won't go into it too much, but it's, it's, the, uh, it's the story of the European uh, Truck Racing Championship. And uh, uh, Lyndon went, yes, over to Budapest. Uh, not not Barbados, <laughs> and uh, came back with some fantastic images from um, what is a, a, a seemingly a very healthy, very vibrant, and um, very how can I say visually arresting spectacle. Yeah. Um, so the salt on the senses. We, 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 I think Simon and I have been to see them at. Um, uh, oh, hang on, we've all been, we've all been. My stag do was uh, your stag <laughs> does. I remember that. Brand truck racing. Yeah. Truck racing, yeah, <laughs> as it would be. Uh, well, we've, all, we've all witnessed the, 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 the sort of spectacle of these things charging around. And uh, if, you, if you get the chance to go to Brand Hatch and watch these things, definitely do it. It's amazing. Well, there's, there, yeah. I mean, there's one coming up, um, the annual first weekend in November, the mm. truck racing with fireworks. After, after the truck racing as well as the truck racing. <laughs> but I, I know a lot of people are sniffy about it, but as, some, as a way to get kids interested in mm. motor racing, the, 
you know, the drivers are very accessible. They, they love kids clambering into the trucks, which obviously kids love doing. Yeah. There's always a load of other stuff going on at truck meetings designed for children, whether it's live music or people in, you know, crushed, you know, yeah, people crushing. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, mon monster <laughs> trucks crushing Volvos and stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's designed not for what I suspect are probably, you know, a typical motorsport reader who, you know, love Bugattis and the RAs mm. and so forth. But as a family thing, it's, yeah. um, it's a, it's a good fun weekend and, you know, the more we can encourage kids to yeah, be, yeah, 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 enjoy definitely. and become involved in any form of motorsport as a, as a taster for you know uh, to sustain our industry into the future um yeah. i think it's a good thing and truck racing does it very very well i was supposed to be with Lyndon in hungary but i picked up stomach poison or something i didn't really fancy being on an easy jet yeah. at thirty-seven thousand feet so um it wasn't following breakfast with nicky Lauder, was it it wasn't yes. following breakfast with nicky Lauder, so <laughs> was i that, had, was I had that to venus shit that, that, that sausage um so unfortunately i had to duck out but i think i think he's done a very nice job of capturing the essence of the slightly different characters you, you don't need to be in the gymnasium 24-7, it seems, to, to race a truck. <laughs> Ooh, really? What's <laughs> 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 a minute? Hang on a second. <laughs> I think we might have training in the gym this year for my MGB racing. What, yeah. what, a, what a wally. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Um, so, yes. It's, it's, yeah, it's exciting so stuff I, and, a, and a change of pace. You know, motorsport is supposed to be full of these wonderful stories from around the globe. And here, this, there and this highlights that. So, yeah. Well, that, this, this, the, the, the contrast as well is, is also brilliantly illustrated, I think, on page 98 and 99, where we looked at the um, Scarab, um, so the 50s Grand Prix car. Now, this is the second of a uh, series of three stories um, that is written by Nigel Reese, who um, is uh, extremely uh, well-rated um, technician engineer um, and he has managed to transform the performance of a number of cars that weren't particularly successful in period and this, this Scarab is, is absolutely one of them um, and this is another one of those stories that we we, we, we encourage you to um, take your time over because it's, it's, it's very very dense it's full of lots of information but it does it does reveal how certain cars just they just didn't. They just didn't reveal their true potential in, in period. And um, Nigel and his team have, have managed to, um, to 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 deliver performance that um, would have probably changed the, uh, the sort of fabric of most yeah. sport results. If, if you'd been able but to but do it's often, it. It's often, as you read the piece, you, um, as it was with the Arrows A4 that he covered previously, yep. it's it's stuff that in in the current era, it's it's fairly simple mm. physics, mm. but. The, the tools to investigate said physics just didn't exist in 1959, 1960 when the scarab was first around. And the, you know, the, it's just quite interesting to, you know, to, to look at the numbers and you think, well, that was way out. But then, yeah. the, then yeah, you have to think about what they would do, the, the technology available to a lot of these people at the time, you know, small team yeah. as it was and so on. And yeah. I, I think it's just a, just a nice, it's a sort of a warm, a nice warm uplifting tale. Yeah, it is, absolutely. And it's, it's certainly a car to seek out if you're ever at, at Goodwood or in any historic uh, race paddock. I, I mean, yeah, I've, I've, seen it, I've, been, I've seen it race at Goodwood, I've seen it race at the Monaco Historic, I've seen it race at Silverstone. It's a, yeah. it's a, lo a lovely-looking thing, and uh, Julian Bronson drives it very, very well. Absolutely. OK, there's, uh, there's a lovely sidebar in this feature as well, the rear-engine revolution, why did it take so long? Um, that's, that's worth having a really good read as well. It's, it's great, um, great analysis there from, from Nigel. Um, 
and again we've we've let's we'll jump over to the states now so this is um this is new garden uh, joseph new garden and his uh, his indycar championship win mm. um oh. seems a little bit odd that we're talking about a championship winner at this time of year I don't, yeah I they don't get know. them out of the way early, they, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Blimey. what do they do now um, <laughs> when does the season start again does it does it start it starts uh, in march april i mean but sometimes oh, okay. but it's um it's only because Formula One has become extended. I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah, fair I mean, yeah. the first few years I came in Formula One, you kind of finished mid-October. Yeah. And you flew back from Japan and then stayed at home for four months. Yeah. And it's, you know, Formula One has kind of now moved to this flirting with December, yeah. almost. But it's just that's you know, the, the the rally GB RAC rally, call it what you will, takes place before the end of the Formula One season. Whereas yeah. you, it used to be sort of months after the end of the Formula One <laughs> season. It's just you know the the way the sport is. Yeah. The sport has changed, but um, America hasn't quite. He's, um, I mean, Newgarden's potentially um, a big star. He, yeah. He's, yeah, he's American. Yeah. You know, he's um, he's done very well in the championship this year. Very mature um, delivery of, of of the championship, and um, I think it was proposed online on the Motorsport Magazine website this week that maybe if um, Toro Rosso are looking for a yeah <laughs> for a driver that they should look no further than the new guy. It'd be great for the sport, wouldn't it? If, if, yeah, um, do 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 Jacques Villeneuve and uh, yeah. come, come across the pond. Even yeah. if it's for a race, you sure. know, while, while, while Red Bull are trying to sort themselves out. Yeah, probably, well, he's, he's not got you know he's not got a he's, he's done his championship now, so there's nothing to to win. Yeah, I think might, I think you might have to pay Roger Penske a few quid to prize him <laughs> yeah. out of his contract. <laughs> <laughs> um, certainly, you know, there's a champion, but I think it's um, it was you know Penske took the decision to drop Juan Pablo Montoya, who's a proven package, still very quick, mm. uh, because it was the it was the opportunity within New Garden's kind of contractual situation to to grab him, and if somebody like Roger Penske thinks he's worth grabbing, um, you know, there's, there's some mileage in this, that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. he, he looked he looked decent when he raced in the UK. Few years ago, in Formula Ford. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's he, did well, he did well at the festival, didn't he? He did really well. He was but you, but you, you can never really tell at that level. But I think in the last, certainly in the last couple of years, his performances in the, in, champ, in IndyCar racing rather um, have been very revealing. Yeah. Okay. Contrast again now from the states to Goodwood, uh, and this is the story of uh, this is page 112, and we have the story of the um, Alaman Mustang, um, which has been um, revived. Um, and the great thing about this. Um, Gordon wrote this story and it's beautifully written as as uh, as all of Gordon's stories are he's a wonderful writer um, he alerted this uh, us to this because we'd, we've actually featured this before true most of style yeah so 53 years ago actually oh, right. um, uh, I'm sure I'm sure we all remember yes that was, uh, that was our first acquaintance with with the Alaman Mustang and um, the car's been brought back to life again um, uh, by Alaman Motorsport, um, Dicky had a had a kind of gave it a kind of a shakedown at, um, at Goodwood. But the Gordon story is 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 the story of how of how they um, rejuvenated it. And on the page one hundred and sixteen, Damon, the, hmm. the shots of it at the Tour de France on those steel wheels. Yeah, I mean they they, they were kind of little scratchy um, postcard size images. So sadly, it couldn't be used too much larger but yeah. they were yeah they were sort of about blown up as about as big as they would go but uh yeah we found we managed to dig them out of the archives but uh yeah it sort of illustrated how close the the uh the restoration is to the original thing even yeah. down to the 
the period uh, white 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 sort of uh, steel, steel rims yeah. which brilliant yeah, <laughs> every, right. every car should have them I think we all swooned didn't we <laughs> <laughs> when we saw these yeah. images when, when Lyndon's pictures yeah. came in we kind of all just yeah had a bit of a yeah. a bit of a moment didn't we so it's, it's great that Henry obviously has been involved is, it was, was, was involved with the, the restoration as well I mean it's a, certainly a circular story there with uh, yeah. Henry kind of coming back and sort of putting it all back together again yeah, yeah so um, lovely to look at and even lovelier to read, I'd say. But I mean, the, 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 the car looks, as you said, Gordon's done a brilliant job in the words, but it's just one of the most attractive cars I've seen in motorsport yeah. for months and months yeah. and months and months. Yeah. It's absolutely lovely. Nothing, nothing better than a bright red Mustang and Goodwood on a sunny day with blue skies and all the rest of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you turn the page and you, you suddenly see what looks like a, a transparent car um, inside the Ultimate Street Racer, page 118. And this is uh, Mercedes AMG. Um, this is their... It's the F1 car for the road. This is this yeah. is their their hypercar that that's powered that is powered by the, the the Formula One engine, but it's also four wheel drive. So it's taken the technology and 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 augmented it, amplified it. Mm. So um, now I haven't seen the car in the flesh um, from the pictures. I think it's a little bit disappointing, to be honest. Yeah, the However, fr- the, the front's a bit sort of corporate, isn't it? It just feels a bit soft it at does, the front. Yeah, um, and haven't various internet like artists mm. been um, doing their own sort of renderings yeah of stuff. Make it been redesigning it before it's <laughs> yeah. putting the pointy noses of an F1 car on it and, yeah. uh, and it looks way better <laughs> but uh, the, yeah. rear, the rear fin's quite a thing but uh, yeah I don't know I just, you just get the feeling you know with, with a blank sheet of paper, paper and a kind of a money no object kind of a brief you'd think that they would have something a bit more a little bit more spectacular but well here's some figures okay um so the revs are capped um, from the 13,000, that's the usual limit for F1, to 11,000, <laughs> which right. is still pretty much twice <laughs> yeah. anything else. That's uh, still I mean, a motorbike, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I've, I've been lunch. lucky, I've driven all sorts of the, the, the hypercars The 100S 2000 stuff, doesn't so. come on count till about 11,000, does it? <laughs> that's right, yeah, and then for 600 revs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the, the things like the Enzo and uh, LaFerrari, they're, they're good for eight and a half, nine, but you know, this, this will rev 2,000 RPM beyond. Um, but it's a 1.6 uh, V6, so straight from the Formula One car. Mm. Um, I think since we wrote this story, there are rumours that the whole car will be built in the UK, but we'll, we'll see what happens mm. there, because that's obviously a slightly difficult one for uh, so we'll list, Mercedes to manage that. Yeah, will this be on your list of uh, cars that I want to drive, possibly, maybe? Possibly, maybe. Yeah, yeah it, it is, but you know, the, more, the more time I spend here, the more I, I sort of lust after you know, driving... I don't know, the MGB's opened my mind, you know, to, to how much fun you can have with the 160 horsepower, you know. <laughs> I'm so lucky, I've driven the Veyrons and, you know, Enzo's and 918's, P1's and everything, and they are, they, they blow your mind, but the, the race that I had a couple of weeks ago, did I tell you about that? Um, no, no, tell us again. <laughs> you know, a little bit was wet, you know, and um, just slithering that thing around. Um, but anyway, I, I mean, we're, we're, we're focusing on this car because it is... a you know, it, this is an F1 car for the road, and that's been yeah. proposed a number of times. Yeah. But I think, um, well, I think this is the first time since the Ferrari, which you could argue is was a was a sort of yeah, which was a sort of a slightly sort of muted version. But this is this is full on, full bore, isn't it? It's no, no, no there's compromise. There's never been a road car that's been. It, it is, so it, and and ninety percent yeah. uh, of them will probably be sold to people who live in Monte Carlo, where you can never get a uh, second gear in a Toyota Rigo. So. I'm not quite sure you'll be able to exploit its full potential, but... Mm. You're not buying one, then? 
Um, the punto's the punto's still going strong, so yeah. 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 and it can't even get close to the performances. Really. Well, as you were saying about low-powered cars, I mean, or you know, older cars. Or I mean, I I still adhere to the maxim that something with low, low power, which you actually have to drive and maintain momentum and think about what you're doing, rather than just being able to switch it on and off as, as you will. I just I find more fun. Yep. It might be a bit weird like that, but. Um, well, it's going to be around two and a quarter million euros, 275 unit production run. I'm sure it will be astonishing. Yes. And um, I love the fact that these cars are still being built. The fact that this kind of thing exists, I think, is to be celebrated. I mean, it is obviously wholly impractical in, in the real world uh, <laughs> where the Fiat Punto reigns. But I mean, I just uh, the fact that people are prepared to do this, um, it's, it's just... To me, it's um, whatever you think of the looks. I mean, it is almost it's, it's engineering as an art form, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Be able to do 30,000 miles between rebuilds for, oh. <laughs> for, for a car that's got 1,000 horsepower, is four-wheel drive, it's 1.6. I mean, it's, it, it's kind of miraculous, I think, actually. Because yeah. I don't think many 1.6 focuses pull that kind of power out, do they? <laughs> Not many. I've seen a few in South End that look. <laughs> <you> know, that <laughs> but yeah, let's. I mean, we'll obviously feature this car again, and hopefully, we'll have the opportunity to track test it. I'm sure the number of hands will go up in, in, in the office to yeah. volunteer for that one. Um, but Andrew Frankel's done a, done a great job with the story, and um, yeah, let's see let's see how that one develops. And um, I think we've, we ran out of time about ten minutes ago, chaps. I'm afraid. Yeah. Um, <coughs> so I'll quickly summarise. We got in, in road test. We've got the new Honda Civic Type R. Speaking of um, Revy Hondas, uh, the Elise Sprint, Lotus Elise Sprint, lovely little thing, um, and a quick Audi. Uh, we have 12-cylinder Ferraris in Speed Shop, and we have um, super touring, um, super touring cars, and uh, one of the next big proposed. Whether it's one of the next big things in historic racing. Um, a story on the uh, the Hamilton Rothko uh, collection and collaboration that's that's emerging. Auctions, uh, Porsche 911 GT3, BMW 1800 Ti, and, um, a, and a Ferrari owned by Keith Richards, of course. And which a Ferrari you? owned by Keith Richards, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. How 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 very motorsport, isn't it? How an yes. eclectic mix. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, to be honest, my Probably one of my favourite pictures in the issue, if not my favourite picture in the issue, is on page 168. Um, I'm not going to tell you what that is because that's my way of saying 
If you haven't got the issue, go and buy the issue and see the picture on 168. Ah, yes, yes, I've just, I've just turned something. Yes, that's yeah. a, that is a good one, yeah. That's that a, is a really picture, good one. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, listen, guys, thank you, Damon, and thank you, Simon, uh, for joining joining me on, on, on this issue uh, commentary. This is the November 2017 issue. It's on sale now, if you're listening to this in, in October 2017. Um, Damon's doing a fourth, sign that fourth. says four, which I presume means the covers. Yes, buy, buy, <laughs> buy all four, yes. <laughs> no, yeah. you don't have to buy all four. That's not why we did it. All right, two, all right, two. <laughs> all right, yeah, just buy two, yeah. No, we did it because we thought, well, what a great opportunity to yeah. show the four sides of, of Nicky Loud. Definitely. And of course, on the newsstand, it's quite fun when you're thumbing through the issues, you see a, you see a different one. Um, if you can't find the cover um, that you'd like, um, give us a call. The details are uh, on the website sportmagazine.com and we'll be able to send you one out from from our office um oh guys what's your favorite we've got four oh, what's your favorite you're not to have, it's like children you're not supposed to have a favorite aren't you? <laughs> but but my favorite actually yeah. is the fighter yeah the fighter <laughs> yeah yeah it's just because of just yeah just because of all that stuff on the on the helmet the dirt and the the, the kind of stone chips and the the worn the wear it just it looks like he's been through I, I, been through hell i obviously like all of them because I'm like that um, but my personal favourite just because I think it's uh, it's quite a sweet image the, the rookie and it's also probably the first time a March 71's been on the cover of motorsport <laughs> it's, um, it's just it's a it's a kind of it's a an sort of innocent age and yeah. I mean it's pre-accident Nicky the wide open bell star helmet um, it's just quite simple mm. and it just it's, it's before he was well known, it's when he was still back in the period of describe when he was regarded as a, you know, a, a renter driver. Yeah. And before the, the real Nicky Lauder had, had emerged uh, to the wider world. And I, do, I just think it's quite a touching shot. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that, Simon, actually. I th- I th- the way that he looks, uh, uh, he looks so small in the car. You know, he does, he, there is a. The March 72 like one was dimensionally huge. Challenged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he just has this kind of, he does have this, there's an innocence about that shot. He looks mm. small in the car and he's looking up, you know, sort of wide eyed. It's. Uh, yeah, it's a hell of a thing. So we really hope you enjoy this issue. This, this, it was great fun to put together, and and Simon in, in particular. You know, and I wish not single anyone out, but Simon, you did a great job. You know, with your various adventures here, there, and everywhere, uh, of which you've had another one recently down to Monaco. We won't tell you who Simon went to, went to visit, but um, he's he's a uh, Formula One driver, um, as, you, as you might expect. Um, forthcoming lunch. Yep. And there's also lunch, further yeah. evidence that you really don't need a Mercedes hypercar in Monaco because. It, <laughs> you really can't get out of second gear, even when it's not run with race traffic. No. You just can't. You probably would have done in the Punto, though, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, yeah, so uh, we will be back. Um, we have more podcasts coming up, both in association with Mercedes-Benz and the Royal Automobile Club. Um, tell your friends. We hope you enjoy them. And um, stay tuned for, for the next issue commentary, which will be the December 2017 issue of Motorsport. Thanks for listening. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 